Okay, sorry I missed uh, Friendsgiving. If we if yeah, we, we would have had you there, we definitely would have beat Toronto. That's right. <laughs> but you know, don't feel bad that it you know it might cost us the uh, fourth seed. You know, it's you, fine. You, you you lose to a Canadian team, you get what you get. That's fair. Mm. <laughs> Essentially, we lost to two Canadian teams. I mean, Portland yeah. counts, right? We're close enough. <laughs> In in the Scoot Dubs Canadian, Scoot Dubs is Benedict Matherin is Canadian. We should probably not, not make oh, fun of not. his home country. Okay, fair enough. Shaden Sharp is he Canadian? Mm, I, I think, so, think so. Okay. Jeremy Grant, Aiton. I don't know. They're all Canadian, right? And a bunch <laughs> of guys are. <laughs> I think Aiton's from the Bahamas. Mm, okay. Which is Canadian, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm okay. Oh, and... Uh, I was all part of the British Empire at one point, I think, so... It's, yeah. It's right uh, oh, I, it was. I, I, I refer to it as the Canadian Empire, but sure, whatever. It's semantics. Mm-hmm. Nemhard is Canadian, too. Yep. Yeah, no, we have a, a strong Canadian uh, flavor on the team. And O'Shea Brissett. Mm-hmm. From uh, well, the sauce, uh, Joe, Joey. I, I, I really hate to break it to you right now. <laughs> no, well, he's still. He's no longer on the team. Yeah, but he's still Canadian. But he's no I'm longer we a have pacer. a history. Oh, a history. Okay, I thought you were talking about our current team. No, no, no. I'm saying we have a history. The article was the from well last season, but the Pacers started uh, three Canadians in the lineup. But I'm just saying we've. This is not new for us. We do two things. We play guys from Canada and we draft guys from UCLA, right? Like, that's what we do. <laughs> that is, that's, that's two things that we do, yeah. We score 140 points and lose anyway. Those are the other two things yep. we do. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh... It, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce cast? Hitler. Just prepare to... Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Unbeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is December 3rd and this is episode 672. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we're going to discuss three games from the week uh, games against Portland and two against Miami. Joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to my niece, Ava, who is celebrating her 11th birthday today. Mm. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. Getting older. 
having a good time. From Asheville, North Carolina, he's a rent house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. It's John. Life finds a way. Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to Canada. <laughs> Just in general. Yeah, yeah. They deserve it. All right. They work hard. Sure. Except on Boxing Day, right? Yeah, well, everybody deserves a day off. That's what Christmas is for. <laughs> them's, them's his fight words, Joe. Okay. From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Shouting out the in-season tournament while I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Before we get into the show, we'd like to remind listeners that they can support us, the longest-running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables, and you can support our show for as little as a dollar per month. We do have lots to talk about with the in-season tournament, but before that, we do want to discuss the three games from this past week. Uh, First game... We still got to talk about this. Pacers take on the Portland Trailblazers Monday, November 27th, and come up just short, losing 110 to 114 to the Blazers. This is a new look, a new look Blazers team, but they still have Jeremy Grant, and he dropped 34 on our heads. DeAndre Ayton's there, 22 for him, 22 in 13. And our, our old boy, non Canadian Malcolm Brogdon, playing. Uh, for the the Blazers now, twenty four points, uh, seven assists. He was looking pretty pretty solid this game. The Pacers side, Halliburton puts up thirty three for us, uh, thirty three and nine. Did not get his double double, and not enough on the Pacers side. Uh, kind of getting it away from us towards the end, and and uh, we made a nice come back but there just was not enough time to to get there Pacers had a couple days off then headed to Miami Thursday November 30th was the first of the two games against the Heat and they lose this one 132 to 142 some exciting moments and they had a good strong showing in the middle middle section of the game and he took this one away and and uh, had a nice, nice victory. Jimmy Butler was looking pretty annoying that game. Thirty six <laughs> points, eleven rebounds. Uh, on the Pacers side, you know, Obi Toppin w- was looking fine, twenty five points, which has been a, one of his better showings of the season. Tyrese Halliburton, of course, uh, put forty four down, forty four and ten back to his double double, but forty four points. One of his his highest scoring games of the season, but not enough to take the first one. Second one, Tyrese out with quote illness <laughs> in the game before the quarterfinal in season tournament game. So he must have needed time to get better. But even without him, Pacers win this one one forty four to one twenty nine. 
and I think well, there was this what was a stat during we somebody put it in the Slack. It was uh, how many assists was that? Um, Thirty-five assists on thir- fifty-six buckets. Thanks, Jason. Um, that's a that's a high flying good ball sharing offense. Thirty points from Bruce Brown and another twenty-two from Toppin. Uh, three double-figure scores on the bench: Neesmith, Matherin, and McConnell. Jason, this this uh, I don't know. First two games, not so great. This last game, even without Halliburton, we we get a nice win on the road, in a in a nice in a nice uh, uh, offensive effort there. Um, what were your your highlights of the week? Well, I mean that last game, of course. I mean, mm. anytime you can, this team can pull out a victory without Tyrese Halliburton is a bonus. Um, mm. Yep. And I mean, especially this game, they started out pretty rough. I mean, the first quarter they scored not that many points, and so uh, to come back and and sort of uh, dominate, frankly, the way that they did down the stretch was just super impressive. Um, you know, great minutes from. Uh, Obi Toppin in this game defending the aforementioned uh, annoying Jimmy Butler. Uh, his length really bothered Butler, and Butler is uh, just a master at drawing fouls. And you know he's he's so smart, and he he gets guys uh, you know into foul trouble, and uh, you know to be able to to learn from game one and and do better in game two that's you know you gotta love that and mcconnell was particularly impressive too i thought um yeah i thought everybody played a a really solid game there the effort was um fantastic and epitomized by i thought two plays towards the end of the first quarter so there was uh one play where buddy healed who just can't throw it in the ocean this week uh so he misses a three but hustles back and uh makes a steal Miami tries to do a quick hit ahead but Buddy had hustled back and intercepted the pass uh and then at the end of the quarter the Pacers had like kind of started to get some momentum um I think it was TJ McConnell took the last shot um they had like two seconds left so he rushed it up the court tried to make a layup missed it but Aaron Neesmith was right there to to dunk it and ended up not counting but I think that that those two plays for me sort of epitomized the effort that that team put into that game, um, which I thought was a great response uh, after the Thursday game, which was just we got our asses handed to us in the fourth quarter. We just got taught a lesson in NBA basketball by the Heat and Jimmy Butler in particular. And so it was, you know, the coaching staff and all those guys get credit for coming out and 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 performing. I think in that that Saturday game, that was a highlight for me. Oh well, you know the, these back to backs, especially in the same building, um, felt like one continuous game, and this felt like a little bit like the tale of three halves, you know, mm. or you know whatever. Four tale 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 of one of, of three thirds. So we 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 come out, um, you know, in the beginning of that first game and just put the smackdown on Miami. We're just scoring at will. Um, they they we were blitzkrieged them. They had no plan for our speed, for um, the way that we just um, could score at will. And um, 
you know, they went in the halftime, they, they come out, and you're right. Uh, they just, they they had veteran response. They started playing defense. They were figuring out how to score. Um, and uh, Jimmy Butler and the whole team just, just took away what we like to do and what makes us interesting and special, right? And then I felt like the the start of game two in this back-to-back was sort of the same. Like, they, they kind of were out-muscling us. They were kind of uh, beating up on the on the young kids that don't really know how to play basketball. And uh, and then we came back in that in that second half. Oh, you're right. We, we carved a way back to... I think almost even or even at halftime of that of that game too, and then and then just played really solid basketball. We we started putting three guys in the paint, which I've not seen all season uh, to deal with uh, Butler and 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 um, we also started going to the basket a lot more than we had done uh, most of the season against this team because they were having trouble defending it. Um, you know. Uh, we were, you're right. We were struggling hitting threes some the, some of this week, and so we started going to the basket. And this was a professional win uh, in that second game. So, uh, tale of two thirds. Sure, sure. So uh, we did uh, get a little help from the injury bug, and the Bama Bio goes out in the first half of the first of those two games opening up the lane for us to hit layups at will against one of the best defensive teams that we've seen in modern history. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I I mean, it is what it is. I, I'll tell you, that that first game from Tyrese was incredible. I don't know what it is about him in the Heat, but he loves playing those guys. His previous career high had been 43 last December, and then he posts up 44 in that first game, which, of course, we end up wasting. But, you know, credit to the Heat. They started really showing a lot of different looks in that second half pushing him out to half court with double teams and really trying to yeah. make him work harder and and mostly trying to help Boston get some film on how to slow him down for the end season tournament, I think. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great response from the team in this in, in that second game. You'd have hoped that after how bad our game against the Trailblazers was that we'd have been able to win the first half of this. Um, but uh, unfortunately, just not enough help for Tyrese. Yeah, I mean, if we could have, you know, the the Portland game we'll get to in a bit, but even in that the first Miami game, we shot horribly from the three point line. Terrible, poor. Buddy. And if we <laughs> like, like Colson, you were like, we were we were whooping them in the first half. Like we could have easily been up thirty. Like, well, if, we if hit, we'd like, been up thirty, we wouldn't have lost that game. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. Just, The three point. We were missing so many open games. shots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So shots we also we gave up. Hit what, 64 or something to a Miami team that is not exactly the best offensive unit on the planet. Oh, we can't play defense at all, Harper. That's not my point. Uh, My point is that we put up a lot of points even though we were missing threes in that first half in that first game against them. And, uh, yeah, no, what is Miami average? They've got to be one of the worst, uh, you know, uh, offensive teams in the the league. Um, They're low, mediocre. They were... yeah. Doing what they wanted in the second half of that game. Um, God, I mean, a they, lot of layups on both sides, in fairness. There was just a, <laughs> just, there was a lot yeah. of, it was a layup line. Uh, it was a layup line. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said in that second game, in that second half, you know, putting three guys in the paint actually made a little bit of a difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'll, I'll take the L for uh, the Portland game. Uh, 
you know, we could we couldn't hit the broadside of a barn and and eight of thirty three from the range. Is that right? The thirty five. Uh, yeah, and uh, the game was you know within striking distance the entire time. It's not like Portland got out more than six. I think six points maybe was their biggest lead, maybe eight. But um, stupid Malcolm Brogdon just owned. Just stop him. Just owned us. It was unbelievable, and I will take the blame for that for uh, all the. Uh, the shit I've talked about Malcolm Brogdon <laughs> over the years. So. Yeah. Well, he clearly had us circled on the schedule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially since he got traded from Boston. Like you know, like we 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 did it right by him and gave him. You know, he wanted to go to Boston, but after that, he's like, all right, screw these well, he's guys. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a tough time yoking on Jalen Brown and Jason. Right. Taylor, that's that's so. why he's taking it out. <laughs> you gotta on take us. it out on us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rick Carlisle was not happy about this Portland loss. Um, I have I, I don't have the full quotes here, but he said, uh, I don't bellyache uh, about missed shots. Indiana fans can tell when a team is playing as hard as they possibly can play, and they did not do that tonight. Um, we were at home, and uh, Portland was um, you know, it's not as good as us. Um, and Not even close. And we were missing shots. And what he's saying is, I don't care if we miss shots. Play hard. And he went on to say, again, I, I don't have the quotes, but basically like, look, we have to look in the mirror as a coaching staff because we're not doing the right things to inspire these guys to play hard. Um, he talked about how he's been very happy with the way the team has played during the in-season tournament games. Um, but we don't seem to have the same flair or the same intensity when we're playing other games. And he's got to, like, figure out what that means. He had a, like, sort of like a, a mental breakdown during the post-game post <laughs> conference. And and uh, he was very disturbed by this loss, as was I. Um, this is a, a winnable game. And if we're, you know, a game out of getting the six seed versus a play-in tournament at the end of the season, this will be one of those those games you look back on. Uh, the, the quote was, getting up for in-season games and thinking that we can walk out and just beat other teams is ignorant. I've got to do a better job convincing our guys that, so it's very disappointing. We all own it. I own it just as much as anybody in there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Ner- he's, he's, some some he's, sort of a nervous breakdown, but he was mad. He's far more articulate than I am, is what I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly. Yeah, and that's yeah. one, too. When you, when you go in and look at this week on paper, you know... Y- you figure even if you win a game against Miami, you're not going to be able to get both, right? And if you mm-hmm. want to win a week, you got to pick off Portland. You're at home. You're a better team. You've really got to have that circled and come in prepared to, to win a basketball game. And, you know, it, we, we just – we were not together. Certainly we missed some shots, but, uh, you know, you can't get out hustled for 48 minutes in the NBA. No, definitely lose games. And, and I mean, and that it was attention to detail, too. I mean, the thing that killed us in that game was turnovers. Yeah. I mean, we committed yeah. 20 turnovers against the Portland team that's not a very good team. I mean, they're long, sure, and their length was giving us a problem, but a lot of the turnovers that we had were unforced, in my at least the part of the game that I saw. And so that's just, yeah, exactly, just a lack of attention to detail and, you know, being professional game-to-game. You know, in a in a long season where it's the NBA, any team can can beat you on any night. Like these, mm-hmm. uh, everybody gets paid to play. You know, so um, yeah, and so that's now by my count four games. I think we're going to be 
ruin or potentially ruin. So this Portland game, that Toronto game that we were in the building for, right. uh, the Charlotte game. Never lose and, to Charlotte. And that Chicago game. Like, mm-hmm. those are four. I mean, and, you know, when the first one happens or one of them happens in an individual vacuum, you're like, yeah, you know, these things happen. You know, it's an NBA season. But these are starting to pile up now, right? Well, and I mean, those represent half of our losses. As good as this season has started for us, we are 10 and 8. <laughs> like, right. that is not that good. No, no. <laughs> and when and we're, we're playing well, we look incredible. We've got to, you know, when Tyrese Halliburton is doing what he does, he's like an MVP level player right now. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. 10 and 8. And we're putting up historically great offense. Uh, Literally, if the season stopped now, we would be the highest scoring offense in the history of the NBA. And we're still 10 and (laughs) 8. And we are rapidly approaching the January to be wary of. Yeah. (laughs) Is that what we decided on? Finally nailed it. Finally nailed it. I I thought of that one today. That's pretty uh, good. The wary January. uh, So, yeah. So, we better... I mean, we need to string together a four or five game win streak, I think, in December at some point, and just really get some momentum going. I think, and um, yeah, if only we could I mean, be as good as Orlando. Yeah, man, they are on <laughs> fire right now. <laughs> um, no, I, I did want to uh, shout out one individual this week. Uh, I was very down on Obi Toppin, um, the pickup. I thought it was kind of like a we'll see what he is. Uh, He's just an athlete. Um, he seems to really be figuring out his role. Um, and, um, you know, he had, what, 25 points in one of these games this week. Uh, but every game I watched, he was active. He was active defensively. Um, he was, you know, he's doing the alley-oops, which you expect. But he's also hitting three-pointers, which I didn't expect. Um, I thought it was a great week from Obi Toppin. And um, he deserves player of the week for me. I mean, of course, Halliburton's going to deserve it every week. But outside of Halliburton, who no longer counts in player of the week, I'm going to vote in Obi Toppin. Don't sleep on yeah. exceptional athletes. Yeah. I mean, I he's, just looked, he's looked really good and engaged. And, um, you know, I, I'm like, oh, where's my rookie, Jarris Walker? No, this guy looks like he's, he's earned his starters minutes, and I'm excited. So Yeah. I mean, that game last night, 22 points on 7 of 8 shooting. Four or five from the range, four or four from the line, you know, only two rebounds and two assists, but four blocks uh, and a steal, which reflect the, you know, the amazing defense that he played against Jimmy Butler. I mm-hmm. mean, like, he really gave him a problem, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so I, I agree. He's figuring some him. stuff out and uh, totally. really uh, making his imprint on this team. So, shout out Obi. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. <laughs> that's right. All right. I think that's a good encapsulation of this past week. Looking forward, Jason, I don't want to steal your thunder on the, the preview for uh, for this, this week. But, but he's going to. Go for it. Also, real quick. why it's a complicated is, preview. Why is Obi Toppin's <laughs> yeah. number not one? So it can be Obi-Wan. Good question. We've got uh, the upcoming game on the calendar this week, of course, is the in-season quarterfinal matchup versus the Boston Celtics. 
and we won the the home court advantage on this one. So Indiana playing Boston Monday evening tonight as you listen, 7:30 p.m. on TNT. Get uh, some of that national TV. Uh, we mentioned we had Pacers ten and eight, Boston having a great year, fifteen and four. One of the the leaders in the Eastern Conference, and you know, even though it's a it's on paper, it's a it's a two three matchup. It's a small small sample size for those. Boston is not going to be a pushover. It, it doesn't matter that the, you know we're going to be at home. Um, Harper, what are you looking for in this in this matchup? Um, like, are there any actually any key matchups uh, against uh, you know players that that we're going to have to win to to come out on top of this game to send us to Vegas? Well. Uh, first of all, a good thing we did get home court advantage because the Celtics haven't lost at home yet this year. Mm. <laughs> so that's good news for us. And we lost 104-155 last time we saw these guys. That was in mm-hmm. Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, in that game, we gave up uh, 30 points to Jason Tatum along with 12 rebounds, and they had eight guys in double figures. So... When I'm thinking about matchups, I mean, not letting eight guys get to double figures would be a great start. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, our bench is going to have to be huge. We're just going to have to do a better job up and down the board. We're going to need a, you know, th- they're going to come out, I assume, and they'll have watched that heat film. And, and, and they're going to want to get on Tyrese Halliburton early and make him work hard all game. Um, so other people are really going to have to step up. Our three-point shooting is going to have to be... <laughs> much improved over what we saw this week. Mm-hmm. And, much, be- and much better <laughs> than that uh, Boston game when we went five of thirty-seven. Yeah, in that game. And they do, but a that's good not job an accident. There, yeah, so. they, they do a great job of defending it. Right, you're talking about one of the best defensive backcourts in the league with uh, uh, Derek White and um, Holiday, uh, Drew Holiday. Um, this is a tall task. Um, I think the Celtics right now are. I mean, they've got to be one of the top teams to win the NBA title. And um, we're not in that conversation because we can't stop anyway. But they can. Um, We might have the most high-octane offense in the league, but um, we also will give them 155 points on a platter. So um, we're going to have to do something different than we did last time and um, figure out how to score more points and i don't know that we have those answers i don't know that we have those answers I mean, we're not going to score 156 i mean we can we're capable of can it can we against boston oh not against boston no but against the yeah. other teams <laughs> um i look i think uh is are they completely healthy isn't uh somebody out for them this poor zingas out zingas i think is out he's a he's a maybe i heard <sighs> i mean Go I mean, go attack with the bigs, I guess. You know, let's Porzingis go Miles Turner. Thirteen and six last time we saw each other, he was not the biggest part of our problem. I agree. I agree. I, I would say that um, I read an article that said that um, the pick and roll with Halliburton Miles Turner is one point five one, which is or one point five three, 
which is like the highest in the league in a pick and roll. You're talking um, points per possession. Yeah, points per possession. Sorry, thank you for explaining my nerdiness. Um, and, you know, there is a chance to just go to that well over and over again, which we, you know, we do in spurts. Uh, but let's not, why not just be Stockton and Malone this game and just pick them apart? Yeah, yeah. I well, think I mean, running one play over and over should should be enough to beat Boston. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I think that there's also hit threes. <laughs> there's maybe two or three things that I think I'd be interested in in following in this game. So the first is in that first Boston game, Tyrese Halliburton didn't play. So just seeing the difference in you know hoping that uh, Tyrese overcomes his non-COVID illness and is able to play tomorrow. Um, you know, he brings a completely different pace to this team. Even though, you know, we saw them uh, last night do really good offensive things against Miami. Uh, we did. I think that Tyrese just is a completely different beast. And so that's one thing. The second thing is um, Derek White just ate our lunch in that game. And so somebody's got to prevent him from getting into the paint because that's where it all starts right for them that's what made life so easy for them and so that's a challenge to you know buddy healed or halliburton or whoever ends up guard bruce brown yeah, i bruce guess maybe. brown we, also we got one put, of six gotta, in that first contest so if you play terrible defense and terrible offense it's not gonna get us yeah far. yeah and don't you have to put brown on like jalen brown or well i mean no, well potentially but so that was my third point is i think that on the heels of this success against jimmy butler i think carla is going to throw obi toppin on to um jason tatum okay at least a fair amount or whichever one of them is you know hot eating our lunch yeah exactly which is going to be one of them uh so i'll be interested to see how that sort of matchup game sort of gets deployed because tatum is an incredible offensive basketball player this year and the real thing that he's changed this year is he's he's bulked up and he's stronger. And so putting size on him and sort of maybe limiting his ability to go down into the post, um, you know, can help a couple things because it, it will prevent them from drawing fouls and doing the Jimmy Butler on us and help us stay, you know, in a quick transition game or whatever. So well, start I start wearing the, him down for the postseason now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think the uh, if Porzingis is there or not is a big deal. Um, Porzingis is just a huge human, and he hits threes, and and he can post up, and he can rebound. Um, he did officially get ruled out. It looks like. Oh, he did. Okay. Well, that helps us a lot because Al Horford is a beast in the paint. Uh, he's going to get all the rebounds. He's going to play the defense, but he's not that big of offensive threat anymore at thirty nine years old or whatever he is. Um. So on some level, maybe you can kind of ignore him a little bit offensively, um, and that I hope helps. He's not us. hitting threes. Yeah, no, I mean he shoots them, but not like he used to. Um, he's not Porzingis as, as a threat offensively. So that does give us a little bit of hope. I, I also think that um, this maybe gets one uh, with the bench. I know that's going to be tight rotations. I think this will probably be playoff rotations for Boston, but you know. If Nimhard and and uh, Matherin, um, you know, and uh, Jalen Smith can come up and and and, and Smith can come do some special things in their limited minutes, um, might actually 
turn the tide in this game. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say we, the bench is gonna be our. Deep. I think we gotta play deep in this one. We gotta keep our our front five fresh and. Yeah. You know, I I think Isaiah Jackson's probably gonna have a place in this game. You yeah. know, oh, I kind of athletic that. defending. You know, we're gonna need bodies to throw at these guys and a lot of size because they're oh, so big. And, so and and they may just come small against us too without Porzingis. I don't I don't think they care. Yeah, but I do think they're gonna run. I I think they'll probably run a tight rotation if we can wear them out with our depth. That'd be great. They don't have a deep bench. Well. Uh, last time they played uh, 13 guys against us. Well, yeah, when you're up 50, it's fairly easy to play the entire squad. Yeah, they were I mean, they were calling we the coach's son and being like, "Hey, you want to see some Hauser minutes?" Yeah. Delano Blanton. Oof. You know what? Actually, I was going to talk shit about Blanton, but uh, I do have his poster in my room. Uh, by the way, I've to got go back to a, 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 a previous comment that you made, Colson. What's that? Obi Toppin does wear number one. Does he really? Yeah. Why did I not know that? I watched I the know. game. I should know that. <laughs> Why is he not uh, Obi Wan then? He is. He, he is we just became Obi Wan. He's always. I mean, been I think that's his nickname. It's always been a basketball reference. <sighs> Why am I just learning this? I'm the nickname oh, no, guy. It's not. We talked about it once. You just weren't listening. Uh, I was probably drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We could just call him Kenobi. Yeah, let's workshop it. Or you're my only hope. (laughs) Okay, then the Pacers play Boston on Monday, and depending on the results of that game will dictate the rest of the week. So if they win that game, they will travel to Las Vegas and play the winner of the Bucks Knicks game on Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. That would be so exciting. I'm weird so time. I'm really rooting for this. That's no fun for you, Harper. You gotta, you know, just skip you know, work. call in sick. I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, if they lose that game, if if they lose COVID illness for him, right? Three martini lunch. That game, then we play on Friday against probably the team that loses the Milwaukee game uh if we win third so if we win monday and then win thursday then the championship game for the nba cup is uh saturday in vegas again so you got to block off monday thursday friday and saturday okay to watch pacers basketball well so here's the deal though like we only have one nationally televised game all season We've added one by getting to mm-hmm. the quarterfinals. We have a chance to go to two more and hang out in Vegas. Let's do it. These guys have played really well in the in the in season tournament. Uh, beating Boston's going to be a real big task. Uh, but if we do that, I'm not afraid of the rest of the uh, this whatever stupid squad. What Knicks or Bucks? What? Who else? Who cares? I don't know. Whoever's in the West, I'm not afraid. So we just got to get over if, this. If we, uh, if we win the first game of the in-season tournament, you're predicting we win a championship then? Uh, we win the in-season championship. Well, but if, if the Bucks don't mean anything and they're favored to win a championship, at yeah. that point, aren't we just favored to win everything? Uh, I don't know if we can beat the, the uh, Nuggets, maybe. The Nuggets aren't in this, so I feel pretty good about that. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. They weren't good enough to make the in-season tournament. Just saying. <laughs> that, that's an excellent point. 
Um, so yes, if we beat Boston uh, tonight, um, then we're going to win an NBA championship. That's that's my prediction. Love it, Joey. What you got? What's your prediction? Sweep, right. sweep the week. Yeah. Now, if we don't some hardware, if we don't win Monday, yeah, some hardware. If we don't win Monday, they give us random basketball games to play, and we don't know what those yep. are. Okay. Exactly. Yep. Okay. TBD. It says on the schedule for Friday. Okay. All right. I know it didn't matter for. I guess. Uh, what are you guys' predictions? The rest, of Jason. Did you give your? You think we're going to beat the 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 Celtics? No, I think the Celtics are going to beat us one fifty six to one hundred four. Wow. Um, can I? Can I I'm going to say. I'm going to say we'll have a, a Colson and Carlisle. We'll both have a. <laughs> Post game meltdown. Nervous breakdowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna say it's uh it's one twenty four to one thirty six. Uh, Boston, and then um, they pair us against Detroit on Friday, and we lose somehow. And then I just, I just we won't I, get the joy of playing Detroit. We're gonna have to play one of the teams that's actually okay. advanced okay. in the tournament. Okay, I was gonna say whatever. Uh, yeah, whoever loses, so the Knicks or the yeah, Bucks. We're right? playing the I Knicks. Guess. Yeah. They're the Knicks. All right, so we'll play the Knicks and we'll lose it to them, and I'll just uh, I'll cry in the fetal position on the bathroom floor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tune in next week. <laughs> I'll take one and one. Actually, one and one. One and one. Okay. For our patrons, we'll do a live stream of Colson crying on the bathroom floor. Perfect. This would be our best fundraiser ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I, I know I read this for the in-season tournament, but the tiebreaker thing, I know we sort of have mentioned this before, but, you know, I, as a Pacer fan, you know, we're 4-0, so it doesn't matter to us. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was looking at the, you know, the, the, the final standings, and there was definitely some... Um, the 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 tiebreaker, you know, it's just your your net score for the tournament. You know, makes it, it you know certainly made a difference for some some teams. You know, that, that did have good enough. I mean, Group C in the in the East, you know, had three teams at three and one. Um, it was the the Magic were five points away from you know from advancing. So we should have played worse so we could exercise our tiebreaker. Well, if we would have actually, if we would have been so the Bucks were first place, the number one seed because they were plus forty six, and we were plus thirty nine. And if we would have run up the score on some of those dumbass teams, yeah, we could have been playing the Knicks instead. Sounds preferable. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that it, you know, our our, our road. You know, could have been a little bit different, but it's there's it's generated some discussion, I think, around just around you know competition in the NBA, you know, as a whole. You know, some some people were crabby about it because it you know it's you know people running up the score, um, but but that's like the only way to advance for 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 you know some of these teams. It's you know if you lose a game, then then you got to win the tiebreaker. Um, and then other guys were saying, "Hey, this is great! Like, this is just, you know, no no judgment, just just pure balling, basically, like just just kind of going all out." So, 
Uh, I think it's interesting. You know, I think that that you know, assuming that we'll we'll, we'll do this again next year, you know, and they change a little bit of the the strategy early, you know, to bore in the points. And so, I mean, Pacers know how to do that part. I'm surprised we didn't win. Uh, I guess I'm not surprised because we don't we don't rebound or defend, but um, but we can pour the yeah, points. Yeah, that would in. be our our version of uh, of rubbing it in. It's like we actually play defense. <laughs> Go rebound the ball. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, well, yeah, we've got an exciting week of basketball. Or at least an exciting game of basketball, and then some some other uh, roll the dice, see who we play game of basketball. But hopefully we'll be in uh, watching the team in Vegas later this week, and hopefully they'll be hoisting the NBA Cup over their heads, and we know what it looks like because it's on every court. So, all right, team. Well, until then, we'll be back with you on Thursday. But until then, we'll uh, be all over the social medias. We're on Twitter, at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com, slash TheUndebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. An email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And at the website, slash store, is where you can buy some merch. For the architect, Danny Walsh, once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Six Leonard, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) Turn out the lights, the party's over. You know, if we win this thing, I'm just going to be in tears on the next episode. Just going to be crying tears of joy. So we're guaranteed tears. Tears either way. Tears if I'm sad. Tears, tears in a fetal position versus tears. tears. Oh yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed tears. So you got the it. good thing though is if, well, we live stream them. I think we'll get more money. I think we just get more support for the fetal position. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You know. Yeah. Nobody wants tears of joy. We play that like Sarah McLaughlin song in the background, you know, just really tug at the heartstrings. That's right. It does adopt a lot of dogs. It could really, could really help us with our Patreon. Was it the wait the Natalie Imbruglia, Imbruglia? What torn torn? Are you saying words? It's a different song. No, I know it's a different song. Okay, gotcha. There's part of the song about her like. Being on the bathroom floor. Oh, gotcha. Right. Mm. I just assumed he was in the bathroom when he was doing this. Hmm. I'm not going to be pooping. It'll be. No, I didn't. It'll be. A, I think that. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a tale of three halves. Corey Joseph we used to have on our team. You're still looking up Canadians, are you, Joe? Yeah. There's like a page that has a list of all Canadians in the NBA. And that wasn't what I was doing before. Tristan Thompson we had on our team for a second. Mm-hmm. True. 
We had essentially the Canadian national team for a while. I mean, kind of. Colson, do you know which Canadian has the most NBA championships? Ooh, this is a fun question. Um, no. Detlef Shrimp. Rick Fox. <laughs> Rick Fox. Yeah, who's apparently Canadian. Detlef Shrimp. <laughs> um, uh, he has three, right? He was the three-peat with the Lakers? He's three, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is the yeah three's the most. Uh, and then everybody who played for Toronto got got one. They were unofficial Canadians for that championship. No. Okay. No. You're telling me that Kawhi Leonard was not is not considered a Canadian for his championship. Not according to this Wikipedia page. Well. I think you should ask some Canadians. I think Kawhi Leonard would have to be human first before qualify as a <laughs> Canadian. Yeah, why did why did the aliens give up on him? <laughs> Not just, sure. They just were like they eh. got too excited about Wimbledon. <laughs> well, maybe it was when Tim Duncan went back to the hive mind. He was like, "Yeah, let's." Get- Let's focus on women Yama and give up on Kawhi Leonard. On go. But no, I did that. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Jesus, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in charge here? <laughs>